Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello, lady. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I feel like it's been forever since we've recorded an actual podcast episode. <laughs> we say that every time because it's I true. I know. It well, it's, since we don't do a weekly show anymore, it's like we've, we're have we kind of in this either bi-weekly or sometimes there's two or three weeks that go on between shows just because we're, we're trying to put out good content. So if we don't have a topic, we're just like, ah, all right, let's let's not force it. Let's just play some games. So yeah, I feel like it's been, what, three weeks since we last recorded a, a show, but um, we have a good topic for you guys this week, or at least I, I hope that it will help some of you out there, uh, because I had a really shitty weekend, <laughs> and so when I told the ladies about it, um, we thought that we would uh, we would have this conversation, so um, I hope my stories help you guys, and uh, I'm sure Jules is going to have a whole lot of advice. So hopefully our tips and tricks for dealing with self-sabotage are going to be helpful for you guys. So um, basically what happened to me this weekend was, um, for those of you who don't know, which I think actually we have talked about it on the show. So I'm getting married and I'm very, very happy and very, very excited about it. And as not necessarily a result of that, but I mean, we've talked about... um, our body image and everything else over the last, uh, well, I guess we've been doing the show for a year and a bit now. So um, over that course of time, we've all talked about our body image and how we wanted to, to help that. And so this was kind of um, the kind of kickstart, I guess, for both uh, myself and my fiance to, to get in better shape. So uh, we've been dieting and also part of the wedding planning is then going dress shopping. And I said to my mom, like probably about a month ago, we went to a bridal show and I was like, I don't even want to try dresses on right now. I'm like, I know I'm just, I'm, I have a really bad picture of myself in my head. I know I'm going to hate everything I try on and I'm going to feel like I look terrible. So I'm like, I can't even do it right now. I don't even want to. So then I kind of got a better idea of how long all of these wedding things take, which is, you know, they take for freaking ever apparently. And it's like, you have to like, try on and make your decision and put your order in like nine months before your wedding or you know that and so I was like I actually have to do this now that feels really crappy but okay so I got my my mom and my maid of honor and uh, my old roommate and an old high school friend and we all went to a dress shop and I started trying on dresses and I like so I sent all the pictures to Jules and Nevermore and it really doesn't help that when you go dress shopping they don't have dresses in your size they have whatever sample sizes the manufacturer sends to them so if you're not sample size which I am not sample size um it's a very painful upsetting process (laughs) so it's like uh, the, the one dress I really wanted to try on was a six and I am nowhere near a six. And so I couldn't even get it over my head. And so I'm sitting there with this beautiful, gorgeous dress I wanted to try. And I'm like trying not to cry in this dressing room Aww. with all of my friends and family outside. And I'm just like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. So I finally, I got a couple of dresses on and I made some decisions about like what I liked and what I didn't like. But the number one thing that I did not like was me. I hated me. I hated looking at pictures of me. I was like, 
couldn't decide on like a dress or a style or anything else because I was just like, I look awful and terrible. And I even said to, to Jules and Nevermore, um, I was just like, I don't understand like how my back can look fat. <laughs> it's flat. I don't understand. <laughs> like, how can I look at my back and think these all these horrible, awful things? So I just like, I feel like a lot of that stuff and a lot of those feelings that I had and a lot of the way that I felt when I was actually there trying Stefan was because of how I had thought of myself going into that experience. Like I, I my feelings from what I had told my mom the month before hadn't changed. I still felt really shitty about me and about how I looked. And even though I've, I've been doing very, very well, I officially have hit my 15 pounds loss. Like I've, I have been doing really well. I've been sticking to the diet and everything else, but I just, I'm still not where I, where I want to be. And, uh, yeah, like I just, I had this idea in my head before we even got there to try things on that, you know, I was just going to look terrible. And it was like this self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) Yeah. I wish we both could have been there because we would have been like, stop it. (laughs) Well, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's not like anyone around me was saying any horrible things. Like they were, I mean, God, my old roommate started crying. Like, <laughs> there, like no one was being like, oh yeah, that, that's really not flattering. Like <laughs> no one was saying bad things. It was all bad things in my head. 100%. Like it was all, it was just me. And I was like, I, I would look in the mirror and I was just like, oh my God, my, I have football player shoulders. These dresses look stupid. And then like, I would try other things, other styles. And I was just like, oh, this doesn't look any better. And I just, I could not, um, I couldn't like wrap my head around just the way that I looked period. So, so talk about where the self-sabotage comes in. Well, and then, so this is the thing. It's like, because I had all of these negative thoughts, it was like, I wasn't able to actually like make any decisions or, you know, like uh, they kept saying like, oh, put more dresses on, try this, try that. And I was just like, nope, nope. Okay. I'm done. Like, nope, not going to happen. And so a lot of the reasons why I like, uh, or a lot of the thoughts that I was having were around like my diet, my size and everything else. And so when I got home from dress shopping, I literally, um, I had gone grocery shopping. So I dropped off the groceries and then I just like went back out to the car, got back in and Matt's like, Oh, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the liquor store. And I swear to God, I just like walked in, grabbed a basket and was like, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. And I spent the whole rest of the weekend just drinking wine and eating McDonald's. And it's like, I just, gave up, <laughs> which is ridiculous because like we just said 10 minutes ago, I have been making amazing progress with my diet. I like, I mean, I started the diet halfway through January. We're now right at the start of March. I've lost 15 pounds. I have made very, very, very good progress, but it's right. like even to the point where like I'm down three notches on my belt. Like I'm losing not only like weight, but I am, I am getting smaller. But it's just like even like my T-shirt, like look at all the wrinkles in my T-shirt. Like this never used to be this baggy. It's one of my favorite T-shirts. And it used to be like, like super, (laughs) super, super stretched. Um, And yeah, I just but I was just like, you know what? If I don't try, I can't fail. (laughs) So I was like, I'm just I am just not going to diet this weekend. I'm just going to drink whatever I want to drink and I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. And I don't even care. And. I'm never going to be skinny and I'm not going to buy a wedding dress. And I said, when I got home, I said two things to Matt. I was like, okay, uh, if I look terrible in my dress, will you still marry me? And (laughs) the second thing was, I was like, how about we just get married in t-shirts and jeans? (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, it was like such an awful, depressing experience. And it left me like by the time it was like Monday, which I mean, part of it was just I was feeling crappy because I was feeling a little bit hungover. And and obviously I wasn't feeling great because when you're um, used to eating one way and we've been cooking all our meals and it's very much been like a, a, a kind of producey side, some sort of vegetable with, you know, some sort of protein. And that's pretty much what we've been eating um, when you've been eating like that. And then all of a sudden you pour McDonald's on top of it. 
Um, yeah, it doesn't make your body very happy. Decisions were no. made. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they felt great at the time. But uh, yeah, Monday, I was just like, I didn't even want to get out of bed. Like, I was really, really, really glad that I didn't have any have anything to record on Monday because I was like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I was just like, I was in this like really bad, really upset, really dark kind of Jocelyn sucks kind of place. And yeah. the really unfortunate part about that is I have a Hearthstone tournament coming this weekend that I was really looking forward to. But I'm at the point now where like I'm so down on myself that I'm really in this like mentality of if I don't try, I can't fail. And mm -hmm. so now I'm just like, I don't even want to like pick my Hearthstone decks and go to the tournament. And if I just like miss the check-in or something which turned out to be Friday and I thought it was Saturday so there was a chance I could have missed it if I hadn't reread the tournament rules really closely and I was like maybe I could just pretend I didn't read the rules closely miss the check-in and then I'm just you know gonna be disqualified before I even try and then I can't fail and I'm in that kind of self-sabotaging mentality now where it's I'm just at least I'm aware of it so I can try to overcome it but Man, it's like making me not want to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. And, you know, so I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> if if everything that you just said, if everything that you just said came out of my mouth, <laughs> what would you say to me? I, what would you if I said I look if I sh if I was the one who showed you the photos I was gonna make you do this to never nevermore but I'm not gonna put her on the spot I'm gonna make you do it <laughs> um, <laughs> um but my point being is that would you say the things that you say to yourself to me no never nevermore <laughs> never, never ever <laughs> never ever. <laughs> And um, one of the things that I, I haven't talked about since the last show is that I started going to therapy. Um, I started seeing a therapist and it's been really, really helpful. And one of the things that she told me, um, well, one of the things that she told me is that she wanted me to meditate, which I was just like, I, it just, I, I tried it. It sucked. I hated it. I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I remember and, you trying to meditate. I feel like it was like very, very close to when we started the show within the first yeah. like five episodes or something. So like a year ago ish. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, and it's, I've got this thing in my head that I just can't do it. And I don't know why it should be simple, but I just can't shut my brain off. And I told her this at my, at my last session. And, um, and she said, you know, I want you to start using your supportive friend voice, the one that you tell your friends to support them about things that are going on in their life. I want you to do that to yourself and to realize when you're beating yourself up for being stupid or incompetent or um, a failure, like, cause it literally is like, you know, and it's stupid. It's meditation. I, sh you know, it's like, and, and, and I'm using negative self-talk right now. Like that is <laughs> stupid Jules that you even feel that way, but that's how I, I and what she wants me to do is to say, you know what? It's okay. It's cool. And so it's brought this awareness to me of when I do this to myself. Like I just literally corrected myself. You saw me do it. <laughs> yeah. And so what would it look like for you every time that you have those feelings of like, let's take the Hearthstone tournament for, for an example. Like you really wanted to do this. This was something you were super excited I was about. I like, very excited about it. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you've made yourself accountable for it because you've talked about it on shows and people yeah. know about it on, on social media. And so, you know, what changed? I don't, I don't know. I just, like, I guess maybe it's because it's, um, I guess it's coming up now. Like, it's, it's, it's soon, like very soon. And uh, I feel like, so I think it's probably a combination of the fact that it's happening soon and also a combination of the fact that I didn't get legend last month. Last month was probably the hardest month to try to rank up on ladder just because everyone they were changing the ladder system and everyone was trying to get as high as they possibly could. So everyone was, you know, playing a lot, playing hard, being very um, 
like no nonsense, no messing around on the ladder. So um, had I taken the effort that I put in in the month of February and done it in even just January, I probably would have hit legend no problem. I played like 300 games when it was all said and done over the course of the month and I ended up at rank three and I was, you know, like close, but it was not enough. And I've been <laughs> close, but no cigar so many times, not only in Hearthstone, but just in a lot of different things <laughs> that yeah. I just feel like I'm just going to fail always. <laughs> you know, so let me ask you this. What were you excited about? with it what what excited you about doing it uh I was excited because it was a, a different form of what I've always done right like I've played the crap out of Hearthstone I played the crap out of every part of Hearthstone except for tournaments I don't play online tournaments I don't uh, the only one I've ever really played in other than like little fun friendly tournaments is um I played a dream hack a couple of uh, year and a half ago maybe yeah yeah it's been a year and a half yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah I played a dream hack and it, it was it was a fun and cool experience because it was something different um and I feel like because I've put in so much time on ladder now I have a better understanding of more decks like when I went to dream hack I was like okay I can play this one deck pretty well you have to bring four to a tournament okay <laughs> <laughs> It's like if uh, if it was like a heroes tournament or something and every game you had to play a different role and I only know how to tank. And then they were like, well, but you also have to play one game as support and one game as an assassin. And, you know, you have to mix up your roles or something. I'd be like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. What a uh, shitty tournament, first of all. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, it makes sense with Hearthstone. Yeah. So but, I was I was come... very unprepared for DreamHack and I didn't do too bad. I went uh, four and two before I dropped out of the tournament because um, since I lost, it's just the way that Swiss works. If you lose early, then you don't have good tiebreakers. So even if I'd won all the next three rounds, I still wouldn't have made it into the top 16. So um but yeah, I think like four and two isn't a terrible record at a dream hack. So I was I was decently happy with that. And then, um, yeah, but I haven't played in another tournament since. So I was really excited because um, Hearthstone is doing uh, tours now. And so basically there's a different tour stop every week and they're going all over the globe. And so when it was announced that because I was hoping there would be a Canadian tour stop, but I assumed I would have to travel. So when it was announced to be in Toronto, I was like, oh, my God. There's going to be a Hearthstone tour stop in my backyard. I got to go. I got to compete. I got to do it. It's here. Like, I, I have to try. And uh, I was really excited about it. And that was a month ago. And I've just, like, I've just totally nosedived in terms of um, not necessarily my excitement about the tournament. I'm still going to go and I'm going to interview players and it's going to be a great experience. I, I love watching live Hearthstone. So, um, like, I am really excited about that. But my um, faith in myself is just... That was, that was, that was the crash of my, that, yeah, she yeah. like dove. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all it takes is like that little kind of seed and then it just snowballs and yeah. then it's, it's really hard to recover, you know? Yeah. So but I feel know, like I, now um, that I, now that I'm aware of the things that I'm doing and the things that I am telling myself in my head, it's like now at least I'm aware of it. So now I'm not going to let it happen. Like I'm because there have been like so many things that have happened in the last like 24 hours in terms of this Hearthstone tournament that like could have been a OK, I'm just going to give up moment. Um, so it was like, uh, first of all, there was the fact I had to ask Matt to take Friday off work so that we could go um, starting on Friday instead of on Saturday to go to the con a day early, basically. And, you know, like he could have had his vacation day turned down or, you know, he could have just said, well, no, I can't take Friday. I have to be at work, whatever. Um, so that was like stumbling block number one. Stumbling block number two was like you have to actually like move because they want to be able to monitor players more closely. So you're going to have to bring your own computer and move every single round of Swiss. So that means basically you have to have a laptop. I'm like, well, we don't have a laptop, so can't do it. And so in the last, you know, kind of 24 hours, we figured out a workaround for the laptop situation. So, but at any point I could have used those as an excuse. Like I'm going to miss the check-in. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to miss the first three rounds. I can't do Friday. So I'm out. 
Um, I could have said, oh, we don't have laptops, so that's not going to happen. I don't have anything to play on. I'm out. But instead, I've been, like, very actively telling myself I can do it and I should do it. And even if I lose in the first three rounds on Friday, it's still, you know, worth doing. And it's because I'm aware of all these, like, angry negative thoughts that are in my head that I'm, like, actively pushing myself forward when it comes yeah. to this tournament but man it is a struggle yeah <laughs> because the 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 um the biggest struggle is the lack of awareness of it is like it just when he when it sits and it stews then it's this like you know it, it just takes you like an anchor and and, sh and shoves you back in bed and just keeps you there that's definitely you know, how i felt this weekend i felt like weighed down i felt just awful yeah. and negative and sad and just awful. <laughs> well, yeah. and I think that still relates to the whole dress situation too, because like you went into it knowing that they're not going to have the right dress sizes that are going to look the best on you. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. still like, even though, you know, they're not going to fit you right. Like it still was hard to see the positive of how you looked in them, you know, which breaks my heart because obviously Jules and I think you look like a million bucks and like, <laughs> I'm super excited and it makes me sad because I want you to be excited, but I know that that's hard. I mean, it's, it's, you're preparing for a super special, important thing in your life, you know, which yeah. Okay. Fine. Places and dresses and all that. It's like not the most important thing, but it's a journey you're taking that you should be able to enjoy and not be so hard on yourself, you know? So it's hard for me to see you feeling that way, if that makes sense. This, yeah, it should be the most <laughs> joyous time because you've been, this is what you wanted so much. This is what you've yeah. been wanting to do so much. And the whole experience should be joyous and fun well, and happy and all of that is true and i feel like it's like adding to the pressure because <laughs> it's like there's expectations around what the day is actually gonna be like there's expectations around like how i'm supposed to think and feel through this whole entire process and like i am super happy and i love matt so much and i'm very excited that you know like this time next year, we're going to be married. And that's awesome. And I'm very happy about that. But like, I don't know. I just, it's a, it feels like it's getting away from me a little bit. And it's like, yeah, I also know that it's like this big, huge, super special, best, maybe not best day of your life, but it's like one of the most important days in your life. Right. And so I know that like, there's going to be tons of, pictures of me and there's going to be like I'm going to be the center of attention which I'm also really not a big fan of and it just like it's going to be a day that people are going to talk about when they think about me and talk about me and, and like I just all of that rolled in together it's like there's so much pressure around like yeah looking good and finding a dress and I'm just like I don't feel like I look good and I don't want to find a dress and my mom has emailed me like 20 times in the last like because she's very excited she's emailed me like 20 times in the last two days and I just haven't answered her because everything is like I found another dress we should go to this dress shop we should blah 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 blah, blah. and I'm like no <laughs> like I am yeah. just totally shut down I don't want anything to do with it I haven't even read there's two unmet unread emails from my mom which I never let them go unread two unread yeah. emails from my mom because it says like dresses in Toronto. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't even want to open yeah. this. <laughs> so, you know, I'll say this, you know, as someone who's been through the big ceremony, the big dress, the everything it, you know, and it didn't work out. And the, the, the one thing I can tell you is that as women, we are pressured like hell to have this perfect scenario of what a wedding should be and how it should be in every you know facet of the perfection thing. But if you and Matt decided that you wanted to get married in jeans and t-shirts in a, in the middle of a BFW hall <laughs> you know, <laughs> and have like polka music 
Nobody would care. <laughs> Honestly, the people that I am uh, specifically I mean, now I going to put polka music. <laughs> I still right. want to go to the polka music thing. <laughs> that's, that's my point, though, is that we would all come to celebrate you and Matt and to be happy that you're you're finally joining together as husband and wife. The when you, the things you're talking about, the things that you're saying, I mean, I felt all of that and I know what it feels like. And it's this thing that you like. I feel like you're trying to please this ideal version of what Jocelyn and Matt Matt's wedding should be, but don't be afraid to listen to the voice in your head. And if it is like literally saying, I do not want to wear a strapless white dress on my, my big day. I want to wear this and whatever <laughs> this is fucking wear it. Yeah. Like I'm serious. Um, because this is about your day. And, you know, if you don't want to have any flowers, don't have flowers. If you don't want to have. And like, uh, that's the thing is I, I don't, not that I don't care because obviously it's, it's still, you know, wedding stuff. So I do care and I am excited, but like, I don't really care about the flowers or the centerpiece or the hall or the experience or whatever, like that, that stuff isn't bothering me at all. I'm not having any problems making those decisions. It's literally everything that has to do with me and how I look. It's the dress. It's my hair. It's like just my vision of myself is not this (laughs) like this to me is ugly and stupid and I hate it. And I just, yeah, all of it is bad. (laughs) And when I saw, like, I felt I felt kind of okay when I was trying the dresses on, minus the one dress that was, like, four sizes too small for me. But um, when I was trying on the other dresses, like, I felt okay. And when I was looking at the dresses in the mirror, it's like all my attention was, like, actually on the dress, and I felt okay. But then, yeah. like, as soon as I saw, like, the head-to-toe how I looked, I was just like, I look awful. Like I had this picture where I was maybe a six in my head out of 10. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever, average. I'm okay with that. And then I saw the pictures and I'm like, now I feel like a two. Like (laughs) it just, it was like a slap in the face of all the like horrible, awful things that I think about myself. And then I'm just like, I don't want pictures on my wedding day. Like who thinks that? (laughs) Somebody who doesn't like themselves very much. I'm sorry, and guys. <laughs> no, God, honey, no. For for serious, this is really, this is so hard. Like it breaks my heart that you feel this way because the pictures that you showed us, you looked absolutely beautiful, <laughs> and and I just like I I mean I literally like teared up when I saw you in that dress because I was just <laughs> like, oh my God, she's looking so, oh, you look so beautiful and. And happy, like there was this smile on your face that was just like, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, but the thing about it is that getting married doesn't mean that you have to be in a white dress that makes you uncomfortable about how you look. And if it, if it is literally like, then I'm wearing my unicorn onesie and that's just happening. Hey, hell yeah, do it. I think you should totally do like your top and like. (laughs) With pastel rainbow bottom and just do it. Like <laughs> when you're when you said you were going dress shopping, like this is what I picture. Like you being like the assertive Jocelyn and being like, no, like more sparkles. Like I want this and like look how awesome I am. Like I just Yeah, none that of that happened. Like, <laughs> not that I think you're like conceited about it, but like I have a different image and knowledge of like who you are to me and who I see. And, like, in, like, a shop or whatever where, like, you're not fully, like, versus wedding day, right? Like, I could see where the oomph isn't there just in spirit. Where, like, on wedding day, like, I feel like you're just gonna, like, shine and glow and, like, be you. And that's what's gonna get captured. And, like, granted random people are going to take your picture and they're not going to be great because it's going to be cell phone pictures and it's going to be while you're talking something you're finally like you're not going to have eaten for like four hours and you're finally going to be eating something and that's where people are going to have 50 pictures of you like i just feel like 
you have to accept the fact that there's going to be shitty pictures because there's always shitty pictures all the time. Like <laughs> if you go to a regular event, like a birthday, like there's going to be people taking crappy pictures. It's just how it is. But like you're going to be paying somebody who's going to be capturing the moments between you guys where you're going to look past that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're going to be able to see past it where you're going to feel better about it. Like I, not to like ignore the fact that you're feeling and struggling with that. But I just think that in the moments, like that's going to get let go a little bit more. And it's hard to get to that point right now. Like you're not seeing that the transition, I don't know what to call it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the leap the transformation. from there. Yeah. Um, you have so. to feel like, and so I don't know how many times I've watched say yes to the dress on, you know, TLC or whatever it is. <laughs> and like when they find the right dress, they, they say, I feel like a bride in this dress. And, you know, and that's the thing is if you can sit, if you can stare at the mirror and see yourself as a bride in that dress and I'm serious, I'm like literally serious. I want you to like go out there and see what kind of rainbow unicorn dresses they make out I there. <laughs> I am I am not like, kidding you. Do because you, if you felt, like if you felt like that would make you feel like a bride and it. feel comfortable and happy, fucking do it. Like consider it. Consider trying something that isn't traditional. Because maybe it's the traditional thing, the picture that you have in your head that isn't matching up to who you want to be. Well, and I think well, a lot of it too is like I've spent so much time now trying dresses and maybe I need to be watching like say yes to the dress instead of like looking at pictures of dresses because obviously they're all super skinny model bitches <laughs> and like you when you look at a dress so many times on a perfectly proportioned mannequin person then yeah. you know like when you put it on yourself because you know I'm not a normal shape <laughs> then it's like, uh, to me, it makes the dress not look like how I think the dress should look because it's not on the right person. And yeah. that feels shitty. <laughs> like, okay, seriously, complete side note. Like, why do they not have, like, fucking wedding dress snuggies where you just put them on in the front and then they have, like, you know, like, how they used to have the dresses or the dude shirts that would have, like, the tie part, you know? And, like, it's just, like, the, the little, like, oval thing. Why can't they have that with the back detail? And then they can clip it on the sides so you would at least kind of get a perspective of, like, what it would look like on you instead of people feeling like shit about themselves because they don't fit the stupid sizes they give you. Sorry. Rant over. <laughs> Well, and the other thing I'll say to you, too, is that you tried the same, pretty much the same silhouette in the photos yes. that you showed us. I had and... been out with my mom previously to try other dresses on, and I tried other silhouettes, and they looked way worse. Like, that's the silhouette I've settled on because I've tried everything okay. else, and it looks awful. Okay. <laughs> Wanted to make sure that you hadn't, you know, that you hadn't kind of locked into the form-fitting, like, kind of mermaid mm -hmm. style. Shh, Matt um, might be listening. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Literal, literal mermaid tails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all, it's all purple and stuff. Don't yeah, exactly. That. Purple top, green <laughs> bottom. Uh... Like, you walk up and it has the sequins where if you brush it, it goes from one color to another <gasps> color. <laughs> See, look at this. You need to do this. This is exactly, like, somebody's going to make her the dress and we've got to do the mermaid fabric. <laughs> What's actually hilarious is that we've seen pillows like that and I'd be like, Matt, I need it. Matt, I need it, Matt. And he's like, no, these are dumb. They don't, aren't comfortable. They feel bad i'm like it's not, not for comfort <laughs> they're not to lay on they're yeah. like for enjoyment of like <laughs> fondling the pillows <laughs> they're for fondling matt not for cuddling <laughs> two totally different activities i know what i'm getting you as a wedding present <laughs> fondle <laughs> pillows <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but you know, it's just this whole this this whole pressure that you that you've got for that image in your head, you know, there it's twofold. Like part of it is that you need to work on loving yourself a little bit more, which is, you know, I it's a problem I have. It's a problem Nevermore has. Like we just it's you, you ain't alone, honey. Like <laughs> but I, I don't want to see like it. I don't like to see you down. struggle like that normally, but I think it, it hurts us more 
that we see you struggling now because we know how excited you are and we know how much you love Matt. We know how much he loves you. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, we want to help you like, but we can't (laughs) like it's, you have to work on you yourself. So we're just here as like support, you know? And Matt would literally marry you in a potato sack. So it really, you know, he would, he would be like, that is the most beautiful woman that I have ever seen. Um, because that's what love is, you know, and it's it's just, but it's hard to, it's hard to take that picture out of your head of like, what is everybody saying about my body? You know, oh my gosh, they're looking at my roles. I look hideous. I look like a beast. Um, you know, and I can tell you, I mean, both and evermore and I did the same thing. We were just like, oh my God, your body is banging. Like, holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) And and you're looking at it going, I'm fat here, I'm fat here. And yeah, it's so hard. It's it's just, I feel so bad that your brain is so hurtful to you because- I don't know the- why. I don't know what I ever did to it, unless it's really mad at me for all the drinking. And it's like, you've killed too many brain cells. We're not on the same team anymore. I hate you, Jocelyn. <laughs> like That's uh- what I'm picturing my brain doing right now. <laughs> So, so the the technique that I was given, I'm going to give to you. And that is um, when you hear yourself saying those things to yourself about, you know, my back looks fat. My hips are too big. Which is a problem that I like. My back was like the only thing that I was like, you know what? I'm sure it's fine back there. Like everything's good. You know, I have all my other hangups about other parts of my body, but I, my back was not something I was ever worried about. And then it's all those stupid strapless backless dresses. It's just like. Bam! Even your back is fat. Suck it, Jocelyn. I'm like, oh. Well, when yep. you're shoved into little tiny dresses that like are not for you, it's gonna be wonky and like yeah. weird. And if it's you know if it's pushing your shoulders, it's gonna make it look funky back there. So once you find the dress of your dreams and they get it tailored to you, yeah you will start to feel more comfortable. And I know that that's going to take a little while because you have to order it and you have to wait. Yeah. There's going to be like anxiety of waiting, but that will also help you, I think, feel better. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is what I kept telling because my mom was like, oh, well, it really doesn't fit. I'm like, don't look at the fit, mom. Look at the dress. Like, because <laughs> she couldn't really yeah. wrap her head around it either. And I'm like, this dress is literally two sizes too small for me. Like, <laughs> it's going to look different yeah. when it's the proper size or when I've lost weight or both. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, and so I you, know, you have to keep it objective too. Like, yeah. I like this about the dress. I yeah. don't like this about the dress. It's not literally about the fit necessarily, but it's like, I don't like the fact that I'm, it's a cleavage is too much or yeah. the, the straps are going to cut in. Like you said to us that you were worried about comfort in another one. Like this would make me feel uncomfortable during the day to be able mm-hmm. to wear this the entire day. Like that's, those are super important things yes. <laughs> to take into account. Oh my God. I tried to sit down in one of them and I was like, okay, so I'm just going to stand the whole time. <laughs> so we just don't no. sit anymore. <laughs> no. No. I will buy you a rolling stool. We will make it work. <laughs> <laughs> we will shoot, you know, and we're going to shoot for a dress with pockets. Yeah. <laughs> But I know, so we've spent a lot of time talking about um, me and how I'm feeling and all of my sabotage thoughts around my diet and my hearthstone and stuff. But I know I'm not the only one who feels like this. So anyone else care to weigh in on self-sabotage thoughts? Go Jules. (laughs) You know what? I do this. I mean, this is something that I have done forever. You know, Um, one of the things that you had said to us this, this afternoon which is something that I've I've struggled with my entire time was if, if you know basically if I if I don't diet then I won't fail yeah you know and one of the things that I've you know I'm still continually work on working on this especially with my trainers is like the mindset change and it's it is literally a mindset change for everything like where you place your mind and 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 how you frame it in your brain So if I look at it as I'm doing all of this as a temporary fix, then I have a finish line. (laughs) Um, But if I don't look at it as a, as a um, temporary fix, or uh, this is just a part-time gig or, you know, then it's literally, this is my life now. This Mm -hmm, is how this is. I've accepted that this is how my life is. So even when I quote unquote slip up, I'm not, I, you know, I'm right back on it the next day. So 
I got sick this weekend. I woke up on Friday morning with a UTI, which was the worst thing ever. And, uh, so, um, and I couldn't exercise for about three days and then yesterday it snowed and I couldn't go to the gym because the roads were terrible. So that was four days. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, I've, if old me would have been like failed, done, forget it, screw it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm done. Ah, I went back to the gym today cause I could get there. So, you know, like four days did not destroy the six, seven months of progress that I've made. I just yeah. I went back and I did it. And and it's, it's a mindset change, but I could have easily, and I have in the past just said, fuck it, I'm done. If, if, you know, I have derailed everything. Just like you have talked about with the, you know, the wine and McDonald's thing. Like you could literally <laughs> say, fuck it, I'm done. That is I've like, that's up. so shameful. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I don't want to like it crawl under the desk and like everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know the thing about it, and this is what happens every single time. Like I start beating myself up over the fact that I ate. So on Valentine's Day, <laughs> or a couple days before Valentine's Day, I went to the grocery store, did my grocery shopping, and I was like, "Oh, look, there's a pint of Ben and Jerry's, and I'm gonna buy that, and I'm gonna eat a little bit of it, a couple days." And I literally ate the whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> the thing I haven't done for a while. And it was like two days before Valentine's Day. And um, so I was talking to Nicole, one of my trainers, and, and she was just, and I said, and I said, yeah, I got, got this pint of ice cream for Valentine's Day. She goes, good, treat yourself. And I said, well, it's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, fine, you treated yourself. Now get back on the wagon. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. And it was, it was like, Instead of me feeling like I was completely like I was ready to just take myself and beat like whip myself like it's like <laughs> you stupid like lack of of like willpower idiot like why could you not just eat a little bit of it well it was Valentine's Day I'm single it was hard I was kind of depressed and I ate a whole pint of ice cream <laughs> and so and but the thing about it was like I could have just sank into the self-sabotage mode and it's a mindset change now. Like I did it. It sucked. I paid the price for it because my stomach wasn't happy. And then (laughs) I, and I did my thing and I went back and I continued to eat better. And because one day or one week or one month isn't going to destroy everything. Mm -hmm. Like Jocelyn, if you go to, um, if you go to the, the HCT in Toronto, and you go out in the first round. Okay. Yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen? You lost. Well, so did 99% of everybody who went in there. Because only one person wins. That's true. Yep. And it's but literally going to be 99% because there's 100 deal. people who are competing. So <laughs> Exactly. And so when you think about it, now in your brain, you're going, you know, well, if I go out first round, I'm just a failure because I can't make legend and I can't do this. And I said, well, you did better than anybody Everybody. else that that didn't you know that didn't even go to try yep. or that was out there home dreaming to try i i do this all the time with myself i'm on the treadmill and i'm like i see all these people out there running around and doing their thing and i'm like oh, why am i not doing more and i think about all the people then i have to remind myself how many people got up and went to the gym today <laughs> how- not me <laughs> so you're better than two-thirds of the podcast Jules. <laughs> but that's the thing is i i i do all of that stuff i just it's just like we're gonna screw up we're going to compare ourselves to other people we're gonna think we're the lesser of anything we compare ourselves to but what's the what's the options like, what's the option? Isn't if the, if failure is the option, then you know, cool. That's you know. I don't think of failure as the option. I think of failure as the possibility. And if it's the possibility, and I can live with the possibility, then I'm okay. So we all deal with self sabotage. Like we. We will, I, I, I can't even tell you like the hundreds of different ways that I talk myself out of shit. 
Well, and that's really what it feels like is I keep like talking myself out of things that I want to do or should be doing. Like I want to diet. I should be dieting. I want to play Hearthstone. I should be playing Hearthstone. Like, but I'm just like making excuses for myself to fail before I've even failed. Yes. You're saving yourself. You're protecting yourself. Yeah. You're protecting yourself from the fear. And, you know, so I think that when I break it down because that this is this is a theory and it's not it's not like, you know, the be all and end all. But, I you know, when it comes down to it, Elizabeth Cougar-Ross says that there are two emotions that come out of everything and it's love and fear. So when you operate from a place of love, you're dealing, you know, your hopefulness, support, um, belief in, you know, belief in yourself Fear is anger, hatred, and and all of those negative emotions that are sitting in your head telling you that you can't, you can't, you can't. And so it's easy to say that, but when you don't look at it from a perspective of like, what am I doing to myself? Am I loving myself or am I afraid of myself or afraid of what's happening? Then it gets to that point where I'm like, you know, okay, so what am I so afraid of? And Honestly, that's what I'm working on in therapy right now because I think I have developed a lot of fear that I didn't have before. I used to think I was a lot more fearless than I was, and it turns out that I'm not. And oh it- my god, that is something I've totally noticed in the last like three to five years. Yeah. Like I'm afraid of freaking everything now. I'm afraid of like yep. going places that I haven't been before. I'm afraid yep. of like doing things on my own, which I never used to be afraid of. Like I lived on my own for a super long time. I went to Europe on my own. I went like I did all the stuff like totally on my own and I was fine. I had fun. I was adventurous. And now I feel like I'm older and even like driving makes me nervous, which I used to freaking love driving. I used to drive way too fast and I used to like, oh my God, I used to just I loved going anywhere and everywhere and driving and exploring. And I don't do that anymore. I'm like, oh, my God. OK, I need to go to the grocery store. Well, uh, there's construction on the road I normally take. Maybe I just won't go get groceries. Maybe I'll just. And it's like, there's 10 ways to get to the fucking grocery store, Jocelyn. <laughs> just get in the goddamn car. <laughs> like, yep. yep, it's so it's so weird. And it's not like I've had any sort of like big traumatic experience. I haven't been in a car crash, but just now it's like I'm afraid of being in a car crash. And it, like, why? Why all of a sudden? I think it's because I'm old. <laughs> well, you, you grow up and you realize that, like, all the shit that you didn't really pay attention to before, like, there are, like, things that could happen to you. Then you like, <laughs> yeah, now I know the all the ball. bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, part of it and, and the things that I'm starting to realize is that when you've been deeply hurt and when you've been injured mentally and physically, either one, um, it, it, there is a really visceral reaction to not have that happen again and so whether or not like so taking a risk and doing something that you normally like getting in the car and driving someplace that you like I'm exactly the same way I used to be okay with that and now I'm just like oh god like I live I live like 20 minutes away from Minneapolis and I've barely explored any of the city because I don't want to do it alone Mm. and you know, I only really do that with other people who I feel comfortable with because at least they know where they're going. Yeah. And I don't like not knowing where I'm going. I don't like feeling like I could get lost or not know where to go or, you know, I have yeah. a freaking computer in my pocket with a, with a GPS that could tell me exactly where to go. See, but I'm afraid I'll get where I'm going and then there won't be a place to park or something like it's a one-way street and I go the wrong way. Like, I'm the person (laughs) who's going to be on the news driving on, like, the little tram track or something. Yeah. and I feel like, like, you just mentioned, like, being, like, the person on the news doing the stupid thing. And I feel like um, that's kind of at the core of what a lot of my... um, negative self sabotage feelings really are is it's like I'm afraid of what other people are going to think about me or say about me it's like uh, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time people are looking at me funny what are they thinking about chances are they didn't even see me and they don't even care but it's like I'm I'm constantly thinking that they're gonna think bad things about me or get mad at me for cutting them off in traffic or whatever and I'm I'm so hyper aware now 
for some, and I've always, I've always been like this, um, to some extent, like I never liked public speaking before. I still don't love public speaking, but, um, you know, there was, there was some element of that and, you know, you go through it when you're at school and everything else and there's cliques and all that kind of fun stuff. But, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> she loved the, it's the way you say the word cliques. Oh, <laughs> we say it cliques. <laughs> I love that. It's so fucking cute. Are you done? Yes. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. But I mean, I feel it. And, and maybe it's because so much of what I do now is putting myself out there online that, you know, it's what, why, what are you pointing at? That is exactly my point that I was going to make that point to you. I'm so oh. glad you did because you've worked for the last, what, six years now. Yep. All you do in your work is you put yourself out there in front of people to judge you, Yeah. to judge your opinion, your appearance, everything that you say and do is under scrutiny as your job, as your chosen profession. So no wonder you're like, <laughs> Hesitant, You're, like <laughs> hesitant, and always like hypercritical of everything that you do and say. Like you know, I I would like, I would wonder if you could ever, and this I don't mean this in a bad way, but I would wonder if you would ever feel comfortable getting on front of a camera without full makeup on. No, you know, no. right? And 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 that. <laughs> That's, I'm not saying I think I did it to you. It's just like, you have to have this comfort. Yeah. yeah. I did it one time. I did it one time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did it one time. And then every single person that came into the chat room was like, are you sick? Are you okay? You look really tired. Like blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, I'm just not wearing makeup guys. I'm actually fine. And I've literally never done it again. You do very natural tones, which kind of make you like a little bit more rosy and like you don't go like full force. This is my makeup. So, yeah, when they see a difference, they're going to check on you because they love you. But like focus down to what Jules is saying about you put yourself out there for these people, whatever. That's like random people. But you're the most scared about who's focusing on you and a group of core people who love you and Matt wholeheartedly and unconditionally that's what's sad that's like what breaks my heart is because the people who are gonna be around you when you're wearing that aren't even thinking anything like that and if they do they can come fucking talk to me (laughs) (laughs) never more the thought bouncer (laughs) you don't even think about it yeah i'm okay with that You can take me to Canadian jail. They'll give me like nice meals and a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But that's, you know, something to think about is the fact that you are, you are in front of a camera and in front of everything, even if you're not in front of the camera and just doing audio, everything that you say, every word that comes out of your mouth has the potential to upset somebody or set them off. I mean, how many times have you had something that you've said that you didn't intend to come off in a certain way and people go, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. I liked a tweet last week. I didn't even say anything about my opinion on the tweet that I liked and someone gave me shit about it. I was like, I can't even, okay. I'm just gonna, just gonna not anything anymore. Okay. (laughs) And that, and I think that there is a, there is a connection there. Because you're always having to, and I, I, I can relate 100% to this. Mm-hmm. I have to think about every word that I say, every way that I present myself. Um, you know, I've had issues with with trying to be a leader within our organization and people not liking what I say mm-hmm. and how I said it. And, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, I'm asking you to do a thing. And I'm sorry that it upsets you that I asked you to do this thing that should be part of the job that we're doing, but mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and, but it's, it's like, well, you know, you said this and you said it this way and it was, and it hurt my feelings and it's like, okay, all right. You know, it's a tough position to be in when you're thinking about every angle, every visual, you know, and well, it's that like someone it's, may it's like you totally to have to curate every single thing that you do. And it's exhausting. 
And it's kind of why this show for me has been a bit of like a breath of fresh air because it's just like, I don't really curate what I say on here. Like there's been a lot of stuff that I have said here that I would never say anywhere else. And I, it feels like it's starting conversations and it's lifting a weight off of my shoulders because it's like, I'm getting it out and talking to you guys helps me talking in our discord helps me. Like, it's just like one big giant therapy, but asterisk, we're not actually (laughs) therapists, but you know, like, you know, it's one giant healing session is what this show feels like. And I don't feel like I need to curate myself on the show because of the type of audience that we have, because of the people that are yeah. going to tune in live to find out what's going on with us and to find out yeah. what we're struggling with. And, you know, I get, we're more blessed that the slaying demons community has been so positive and, and helpful. Um, but yeah, this is like the only show I do where I don't feel like I need to, you know, stop and not even like stop and think, but just, I could just be myself here and I don't need to worry about, backlash i guess (laughs) you know like that's what the whole show is about is you know bearing our souls basically and being like these are all the negative things that are going on this is what i'm struggling with this is what we're trying to get past this is our positive progress and i feel like if anyone came at me over this show i'd just be like that's it you're banned from everything ever like you no longer exist on my internet (laughs) bye-bye yeah and and that is the that right there is the attitude that you need to have about anybody who judges who you feel judges you including yourself (laughs) seriously ban your fucking self from telling yourself that you suck (laughs) and that you're ugly and that you're a failure and that you have back fat and you know and and i you know when you like literally just like like fuck you you're banned like (laughs) you're banned from my headspace See, and it's it's funny, but like now I think if you really like if it happens, you're gonna laugh and you're gonna think about Jules saying that. You're gonna think about taking like a mental timeout and take a breath. Yeah. You know, and flip it. Flip it to be a positive. Okay, the dress doesn't fit. It's not the actual dress I'm gonna be wearing. I know it's not the right size. Next, you know, take a second for you. And like also I was gonna say earlier. Um, how you were talking about how like you're just really overwhelmed and like you weren't replying back to your mom because she's just you know kind of not she's being or, happy like, in a bad and way. she's being yes. excited yeah so like it's not like a negative thing or anything but like in the moment of being in that kind of downward spiral of like just wanting to be by yourself and not think about it and everything like I am incredibly proud of you and thankful that you chose to still share the pictures with Jules and I, even though I promised you felt I would. that way. <laughs> well, you promised, but you could have just gone dark all weekend. You know what I mean? Like it's a huge step that you did that. So I just wanted to say thank you because I really liked seeing them. And I know Jules did too. <laughs> and I'm just, Thanks, I'm proud ladies. of you. Cause I know that, you know, that's like a hurdle of how you were feeling at the time. And I just, as somebody who like gets in those kind of disaster thinking spirals, like it is really hard to like get out of it, you know? So it is, it's very hard. And, you know, there's, there are so many people, you know, with your mom, especially just, just tell her, you know, mom, I just need a couple days or I just need a week and don't, you don't need to tell her anything more, but she's excited. Yeah. She just wants to share this experience with you. And I know how hard that is when you're just like, I can't, I can't, well, just, just Just tell tell her her I can't right now. I'm a little overwhelmed. Like just have her, you know, keep track of her stuff separately. However she does it, papers, Google docs, whatever. (laughs) She's been adding stuff to Pinterest, man. (laughs) And then just tell her, you know, you need a little bit and you'll come to her when you're ready. And then you guys can go split and happy ways all over it. So, and go look for unicorn dresses. (laughs) Well, and I had seen a couple of like concepts for like rainbow wedding dresses that looked kind of fun and stuff. But I mean, I get like, I think those are all like custom. There is no like normal boutique wedding dress designer that makes rainbow dresses. They just don't. (laughs) Doesn't need to be a wedding dress. Could just be a rainbow dress. That's just what I'm saying. It it doesn't have to be. We will unicorn hack it. We could get some just colors and just, 
do our thing. Let's just get a whole bunch of sh- shit ton of sequins and be like, let's go. Color sequin we'll day. dazzle you. <laughs> but, you know, if, if even just to, just to have fun with it and just, like, go look for, for like, out of the ordinary dresses that would make you go, oh, my God, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need mean. It doesn't mean that you need to to buy it, but just get yeah. the joy back in the whole process of it yeah. again, because um, there. This is a, this is going to be as fun as you can make it in your mind. Yeah, there's so much pressure when it comes to you know, like I was reading something the other day that it was said like if you told a baker that you weren't getting a wedding cake, you were getting a standard cake that had three tiers and whatever and whatever, they'd charge you like three hundred dollars less or something insane like that <laughs> because of the fact that it's a wedding and yeah, wedding, yeah. wedding, wedding makes everybody go, Oh, let's charge them like, yeah. you know, fifteen percent above markup. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just I want and we want you to be happy through this process and we're going to help you with whatever you need but those pictures were awesome like i wish i had your booty (laughs) (laughs) i wish i had that booty let's go just (laughs) thanks jules of course you know it's funny i guess gorgeous yeah because both yeah my old high school friend and my old roommate both said the same thing Booty, booty. Was banging in it. booty, booty, booty. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that put padding in that to get there. <laughs> it was just like, oh man, girl, that, you know, you just look great. You looked wonderful. And so it just, but you, you have to believe it too. So and at least you're not like, you're not lost also in feeling that way and not knowing really what you're looking for. Like you, at least have like a destination of like where you're headed for what dress, like, you know, that you want, like, at least you're kind of guiding that way, you know? So that's also a positive way to look on it. You're not just overwhelmed completely by like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the Joss version of it. Go with it. Find your special Joss dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. I know we loop back around on you, but I think it's an important thing. I think, you know, this topic is, um, though it affects us all, I, you know, and everybody out there who's listening is like nodding their head going, yep, it affects me too. I deal with that too. (laughs) Um, you know, we're, we're all here to help you get through this process in a way that makes you feel good. Um, so I'm just really proud of you for sharing all this and kind of like, recognizing what got you to this point and then like recognizing that you got to the point in the first place and not just saying, you know, screw it. I'm done. I'm going to go, going to go get real fat, (laughs) go get real fat and, you know, stuff my face with jujubes all day. (laughs) Do you eat jujubes in Canada? I was like, what is a jujube? (laughs) Yeah. I think, wasn't there a contestant on RuPaul's drag race named jujube? Yes. yes. I was like, that's an interesting name. <laughs> yes, it's a candy. She doesn't know that, though. Like, you should have seen her face when we took her to Target, like, the first time she came to BlizzCon. She's like, you guys have a whole aisle for toothpaste. Like, they only have, like, two things of everything there, Jules. That's how Canada works. <laughs> She's like, you have so many flavors of Oreos. I'm like, that's why America is fat. <laughs> Well, it was everything. It was like toothpaste and Oreos and M&Ms. M&Ms. And, yeah. yeah. So many different we, kinds. If it's, if it's bad for you, it's in 15,000 varieties. Yep. <laughs> so I think that's uh, pretty much bringing us to the end of the show. Did either one of you have any more stuff you want to talk about or share before we wrap this up? I think I that's think so. a good stopping point. All <laughs> right, then. Uh, Jules, where can folks find you around the internet? You can find me on Twitter at JulesRPG, and you can find my chainmail work at uh, chainofjewels.com. I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff right now for a bunch of commission clients, but I'm open for new stuff. If you're interested and need something quick, let me know. Very cool. Are you still working on those Overwatch League keychains or... Yes. 
They are all up on Etsy. All 12 teams are up on Etsy, and that's chainofjewels.etsy.com. Um, and I can also do them in custom colors, too. So if you're a super-duper Harry Potter fan and you want, like, a Slytherin keychain, I can do that. So it's neat. And Nevermore, where can folks find you and what you do online? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Quota Nevermore. And I've been really quiet there lately, and I don't really know why. Like, normally I, like, post a whole bunch, and I feel like I haven't. Um, same with my Etsy store. Like that's something I've struggled with is doing any of my crafting stuff. Um, but there are positives of that. I'm doing other things with my time. Like I'm making money with my thrifting. So like, even though I'm not crafting, I'm making money with thrifting, but I have a con coming. So that's really bad. (laughs) So I really need to start doing more. So Hopefully I'm going to start streaming within the next week or two because I need to, because I'm really running out of time. <laughs> so that will be at twitch.tv slash geek asylum, but I will, I will put it out on my Twitter. So Excellent. Yay. I look forward to watching your streams. You do some really cool, fun stuff. She oh, does. <laughs> we need to do our, our triple, triple stream. Yeah. Yes, we triple do. creative crafty stream. For as sure. long as yeah. my computer doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. And if you would like to send in your demons, you can do so at demonspodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to discord.gg slash Joss Plays if you would like to join the conversation in real time. Uh, all three of us, me, Jules, and Nevermore, are present in the Discord there to answer all of your questions. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like to have a more ongoing conversation with the community, that's the way to do it. If you'd rather remain anonymous, then email demonspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, and we will see you next week for game night. Woo! Yay! Woo! <laughs>